Welcome to The Last Draw, the art battle podcast where three creators battle it out each week in Procreate while discussing their favorite topics in comics, video games, and animation. This week's topic is Cyberpunk 2077. Hey guys, welcome to The Last Draw podcast. I am Asa Paints. And I'm Sandy Scribble. And I am always as Joe Draws. How's new baby life? Um, it is hectic as they as it always is. Uh, trying to not go completely insane with the with the lack of sleep and all that stuff is. Unfortunately, the first couple of weeks are always like that. Oh so. God! Uh, I think I just felt one of my eggs die. Uh, Good. Just, it sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. It, it sounds absolutely terrible. No, I don't recommend it. <laughs> oh, seriously, I don't even want to use the app Procreate after this conversation. Like, like it's, it's, wow. It's, uh, any anything else going on? How Sandy? How was your week? We um had a, I think it was a Microsoft Teams meeting with some good people over at Toon Boom, and they're introducing a brand new um, platform called uh, Toon Boom Producer 20, and it is a pipeline for animation tracking software. It's really cool. Nice. Oh, that's but yeah, awesome. just Yeah. It is time. It is time to discuss my favorite thing, my favorite toy, to much others' chagrin. Chagrin? Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, I use the word. Chagrin. What's a sh- wait? Wait, what's a sh- what's now? Wait a minute, Asa. You're talking about all the timey old timey terms. Chagrin sounds like an old timey term. Explain. No, it's not. It's like chagrin is still used today. <laughs> it's, a chagrin. I it's a timeless phrase. I don't know. Chagrin. Like, give me some more context. I've never heard this word before. Like when someone like, like in it, it's it's to be it's to do something in someone else that that someone else's bane. Like when someone else mm. like when you're doing something and you're getting away with it, and the person mm. that's looking at you do it despises that you're doing it. Oh. Like that's when you do something to someone's chagrin. It would be like if you accidentally like took somebody's, you know, sandwich for the day, and you really wanted that sandwich, and they're like, "Yeah, but it's my sandwich," and you know it. So much to your chagrin, you gave them the sandwich. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, now it makes so sense. sense. Okay. Gotcha, Wait, so gotcha. you didn't understand it when I said what I gave no, you a definition? I didn't, like, yeah, I like Joe's definition better. I, I, I didn't want to tie into a sandwich. Fuck you both. Like, I don't care. Do you need a hug? I have an entire catalog of sandwich (laughs) allegories for uh, to to choose from. So, thank you, Joe. I don't need this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, whatever. Anyway, like, can I finish? Can I finish introducing Cyberpunk, please? I know you're so excited. I know. Do people not know about this? No, like, like they need a proper introduction because it hasn't had a great one. If we're being honest, that's kind of true. Because only only eight entire years of an induction and Keanu Reeves, and, uh, <laughs> like the the shareholders are the ones that like were the main reason why Cyberpunk was released early. Like like they had to cater early, to their shareholders and their yeah, I mean, no, like release before it was finished being developed. Like, like it was not fully developed upon its release. We all know that it was. Like, I mean, like it was. It, was, it had a different start date. It kept getting pushed. That much I knew already before it was even um, being told that it was going to be released in December of 2020. Okay. But like, I all I cared about was that it was playable for Xbox. And when I got my copy, it was playable for Xbox. Like, like with like they patched it day one. Mm-hmm. I was fine with that. 
Okay. And then uh, I just like I think that the gamers they want it all and they want like I mean like a like a sixty dollar like sixty nine ninety nine dollar price tag is very lofty for a game that's not finished. That's like I'm not lot. going to argue with that. It's like a it's lot, a, a lot. But at the same time, at the same time, I am someone with uh, with with eyes wide open and arms wide open. So when it came to Cyberpunk, I had my arms open. I was like, unless, Come, it, unless it's about DK. And, you know, like I'm saying that like all the content that, you know what? Don't fucking bring DC into this. <laughs> like, like, I, like, first of all, like what I'm, what I'm trying to say before I was so rudely interrupted oh, wow. was that, um, no, I lost my goddamn train of thought. No, 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 no. So, so like, fuck you. what is your actual no, like, thought on the game? Can I say what I'm going to say? Okay. Like the reason why I was fine with even gl- like glitches in the game okay. was because my eyes were open to how much content we got in this game. We got amazing, and I mean amazing uh, NPCs. Like like we got like Keanu Reeves, which although he's not my favorite voice actor, did a bang up job in this game. How can you hate on Keanu Reeves? Like, did I? Did, I'm not hating on him. I said. I said that he. I just said he did a bang up job. Has been computer generated since 1999. He knows everything about voice acting. I, I think you're confusing computer generation with Botox. But um, <laughs> like, like I, yeah, like that boy no. is. Whoo, I think we go to the same guy. Like, 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 I'll, like, I'll check again. But like, no, seriously, like, like they <laughs> created. Like, let me get through this, you guys. Like, so, like they created an entire world that is always on always accessible like like the map is actually the entire game is actually running through in real time as you enter each of these areas um so like i understand that they had to build this massive world for us to play in like that's not like uh, it's not like a rolling screen that like keeps repeating itself as you go and then you have to like go to different loading stages like i can get in my car or my motorbike and just explore this world like without any loading times and then the only thing that i really have to worry about loading is when i do anything in story mode okay. mm-hmm. i was a corpo like during my first actually i'm 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 pretty much sticking with the corpo route like there's there's three different life paths that you can go into okay uh there's nomad there's corpo and then there's a uh, street kid right and like i tried street kid the story just wasn't for me. Like, I know that it's only the beginning, but it, like playing the story, like from the beginning and picking the life path that you pick really does put your character into a context in your head. Mm-hmm. And so like all the characters I've created have been corpos. I, I pretty much did the, um, uh, the samurai net runner track where like, it's just me and a samurai sword. I don't need guns. I don't want guns. Like all I need is the ability to hack, which is pretty much like being a mage in like final fantasy. You can just like <laughs> stay really far away from people, just hack their systems and kill them from far away. Mm. And then the ones that you can't kill, you break out the sword and then you just go to town. And like, I was chopping people's heads off, chopping people's arms off. Like I, it's, it's so cathartic. And like I was having the best time, and like, and I'm wearing a suit. I don't give a fuck about all that. Like, uh, I want to have like massive amounts of armor points. Fuck that. Like, all I need is a sword. I will beat you. Like, like I have beat every boss with the Arasaka Corporation 
suit on. Like, like I just, I hide in corners <laughs> and use my tech skills and wear you down. And then right on the brink of death, I will jump out of nowhere, do a air slice, and then just like get a couple rounds in. Like you may get like one punch. It's sort of like heights for me. They always got one punch right. before I kick their asses. So how do you think, how do you feel about, other than just technical stuff, how do you feel about the game? Uh, as far as story goes, like, let me just say that like, Bravo, like Bravo, like, like Bravo. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but like I may have teared up a little bit at the ending of my character. <laughs> like it was, it was so. First of all, it was out of fucking nowhere. It went in line with what was supposed to happen, like based on what the story was. But at the same time, like I didn't realize I was making the decision I was making, and when I made that decision. I was like, wait a minute, what? And and then I realized what I had done, and, but it was already too late. And I was just like, no, I have to know my character. And then like, like, I just got really, really sad. And so like, it was one of those things where like the buildup of like going through all the side quests that I had done. And cause I didn't do nearly as many side quests as I should have my first round. Cause, like, cause my second round is all about the side quests. Like, like I don't really even care about the main storyline anymore because mm-hmm. like, it's a great story and bravo to the devs and bravo to the story writing team. But like, it's a story that really only needs to be experienced one time, like one, like, like I don't need to do it again. Like I get it. Like I know there's different decisions to be made as far as like what ending you can get and stuff, but I got the gist. Like, like now it's more like, I want to max out my character stats. I want to get the best costumes. I want to take awesome pictures and I want to do every single side quest and kill every single cyber psycho and like a uh, Merc that I can get my hands on and just do that for all eternity. <laughs> like, like that's all I'm doing right now. In, in in a very very uh slick suit, and I'll see. Like I just wish that I had like one of those like blindfold things so I can make Kenji. But as far as um just being a fan of like large scale RPGs like this, I'm see I'm what's called a Final Fantasy VII gamer, which is. I didn't start gaming really until Final Fantasy VII. That's when a lot of us, uh, 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 people my generation, jumped onto RPGs. That was when that was the first big title by SquareSoft, which is now Square Enix, uh, came to the US and really kind of siphoned us into this world of like amazing Japanese concept art and uh, amazing storytelling by um, by SquareSoft um, and really made us fall in love with uh, Japanese-inspired character development, which made us all start looking it up online. And then it sort of evolved organically from there. Like I started looking at more titles by Square Enix. I started uh, looking at more Japanese concept artists. Um, I started like really paying attention to storytelling um, by Japanese studios. And that's how like they really did like have a Japanese invasion in, what was it? Like, I want to say like late 90s yeah like uh, but final fantasy 9 is my favorite story of all time so i i do compare i do compare all rpg stories to final fantasy 9 and and like everyone challenges me when i say that that's my favorite story story. no i have a thing for the medieval i like i like a um main character who you discover is something more than what you thought as the story goes along i like a villain turn hero that you're playing as your main. I like all those tropes. And so like, that was sort of why I could compare it uh, like very abstractly to cyberpunk. Cause I, I like that I'm going around killing people. I like that I'm going around kind of, um, 
being underhanded and being in living in the darkness and, and, and doing all these like weird things that don't have any association with my real life, but I still consider myself a hero in a weird way. Like I'm going around stealing things and murking and, and it makes absolutely no sense. But at the same time, the world of cyberpunk 2077 has devolved into such a chaotic place that now like I like all bad behavior is justified in the world that they created. And therefore it feels like I'm, I, I feel a part of that in a very weird and emotional way. And I, I again say bravo to the dev team for everything they did. And like, let me say like every single character that I've interacted with that has a voice actor, mm-hmm. mwah, perfection, perfection. Like, like, I hate to say it, but Keanu Reeves is the odd man out in this one. Like he's the only one that doesn't feel like he belongs. He still did great. I still loved it, but he's the only one that feels like he did not really belong with this cast. Even my, even the main character, the voice, the male and female voice actors for uh, the characters that you can choose as an option were both great. I've tested them both. They're both are fantastic. And like, um, Judy, who like I need to look up um, the cast for these voice actors because like I need to give them props on the show because the ca- characters for Panem and Judy, the voice actors for them, mm-hmm. were phenomenal. Like like I was just like I don't even like girls, and I'm gonna make my character fall in love with you. Like, like, it, it was it was sort of that train. Like I was just like this is awesome. I love them. It sound it sounds like you're playing like the antihero character. Like you're like the Walter White of cyberpunk right now. That's kind of a mainstay of the genre. Which- which uh, this game kind of does a, there's, you know, a lot of discussion about how this particular game addresses the genre of cyberpunk, because it is one of kind of the early adopters of the term in the genre. Uh, So this is kind of, it's um, what's the word reflection. It's a, it's more Mm -hmm. of an inflective philosophy for this game. So a lot of the tropes, in cyberpunk are kind of are kind of dismantled in a way that's kind of self-effacing which is kind of nice you know um you know the the as you called it the post final fantasy uh version of japanese cyberpunk is definitely translated in here as well especially with like why does everybody have a sword <laughs> you know that's that's definitely <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you get a cyberpunk game, it almost feels like it's a bookmark of the genre where you can kind of, if you're a student of the genre, you can kind of feel if there's a critique going on. Yeah. You know, they try not to step on the style landmines of like, oh, well, this is clearly just a reinterpretation of Neuromancer. You know, this is. Yes, we yes we know Keanu was the one in the Matrix, or and this is just kind of a loose opinion. But the only real way to do that in cyberpunk is to have a story that conflicts with all those tropes. So okay. you know, you either introduce something that's you know recognizes that it's no longer a forecast, <laughs> yeah. but you're dealing with the long trudge of what this society can actually do over time because a lot of what we thought was like future dark world in the 70s and the 80s and even into the 90s is current you know it's not hard sci-fi you're not really getting into the nitty-gritty technical details okay that kind of thing so this game does that visually and stylistically Mm -hmm. i feel um, and it, you're able to get all those little tropes and style nuggets and stuff from all the different 
you know, there's, you're supposed to cherry pick all the cool stuff from all the media up to this point. So as a bookmark, I think it's really, really cool because they still do dig deep into the kind of early Gibson, you know, PKD stuff. Okay. Uh, William Gibson and specifically Philip K. Dick, if you've ever oh, seen. I have. I've heard of. Them, okay. Yeah. So Philip K. Dick and all those guys. Yeah. So you have books like Neuromancer and mm-hmm. a lot of Philip K. Dick's um, short stories are kind of the progenitors of the, you know, cyberpunk concept. Um, the kind of, you know, it's the real world. It's just not as cool as we thought it was going to be. And the, a lot of gotcha. the cool yeah. stuff is only reserved for rich people. A Scanner Darkly or, you know, Blade Runner mm-hmm. or, you know, The Matrix, Ghost in the Shell. Any any major bread and butter of the genre of cyberpunk is based on like a kind of a handful of those authors that were that were doing this kind of sci-fi noir stuff back in back in the day and and the mm-hmm. cyberpunk games are based off of those books so like all of the all of the tech and the way they approach tech and the way they approach like like what Aza was saying like his corp you know corpos and, and you know street kids and stuff those are echelons within this particular uh way of creating universes in science fiction you know instead of you know, this kind of mid fantasy thing that you got a lot in science fiction, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, that kind of thing where they get into a lot of tech. The tech is there. It's a lot of like garage made tech. You know, anything more than that is like super corporate and, and backed with money. And like this game shows is like you basically all you got to do is figure out how to pay your way to the top. And, you know, like in a lot of those books and and in those media you got to do some dirty stuff to get there. And it's, Mm -hmm. that's the noir that you see. I mean, and that stuff goes all the way back to the early noir stuff. It's just like super quasi reality noir in kind of the best way. Yeah. yeah. I I definitely recommend getting into it for sure. And, and the, the games are the bookmark of that just to kind of tie it up They're you know, and then they point more towards the AI aspect of it, which was not, not as fundamental in the early days. It was more like connectivity since we kind of already have that, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of got to go into another direction, which I think this game kind of, kind of points at. You know? Well, Sandy, like I still like, have you, like, I know that your significant other yes, has Mark. cyberpunk 2077. He does. He has it on the fancy I, new Xbox too. So do you it, see like, how runs she really cool. like, do you see, do you see it? Like, shut up. <laughs> God, oh, I'm no. not, a, I'm not a Luddite by any stretch, but I just have not, been able to tell myself to accrue that much money to buy a thing that I only use for like a half hour a year. So, oh gosh. Yeah. Anyway, but like Sandra, <laughs> well, as I did a get on a character. Did you do a build? Did you do a character build? Not yet, but I did get on a motorcycle and drive around a bit. That was fun. Um, I know it's not very exciting for everybody, but for me, it was a big deal. So, okay, just to give you guys some context uh, about me and video uh, games. No, oh my, wow. I, I actually, you know, I <laughs> I actually got excited. I was like, Sandy 
did something cool. <laughs> she got on a video game and she, she like, I don't know. I thought she like killed someone or like, no, you're like, I, I pressed X yeah. and hopped on a motorcycle. Get a sword. It is like not that home. easy. So get anyways, sword, get a motorcycle, never use the sword. Anyway, let me just say, I fucking not, hate you guys. We're razzing you with love. No, no. Like I, like I, I despise, I, I despise cyberpunk pretend. So I will show you. I don't even no. I don't even know which box to check on the hate crime form. Wow, so sensitive today. That's a bit. Trying to trying to talk about my favorite thing. Calm down, pulling me back into the wheat fields. Jesus. Like might as well just tap a teacup in my face. Like all right, all right. You're a tobacco. So wish like to circle back. I was talking about my experience. I wanted to commend Sandy because she actually did give Cyberpunk one of the most accurate criticisms that I have, which is that that fucking motorcycle, like like driving and doing the motorcycle, is incredibly difficult. Like I, I, I I, I have, I have run over so many people. (laughs) Right. Okay. Like, like I'm like just trying to, I'm trying to just get to a job, man. I'm just trying to go to work, and like the next thing you know, I killed someone. I know, and then and then the cops chase you, and you're like, oh shit, how do I get away? And if you go fast, you crash and kill more people. So I don't know. God forbid my phone (laughs) ring while I'm riding that motorcycle. (laughs) Like, no, I swear to God, this happened. I like to click on the map to go to like to go to do um like mur- like I work for the police yeah. right now like where I, like I'll just go and like kill people that they're already doing shootouts with. There was one that was near the water, like near like the docks, like with all Some, the warehouses yeah. and stuff. And I was driving there, and like uh, someone called me on the phone, and I swear on my life, I looked down for two seconds. The Slow next down, thing you know, I am literally diving off of the edge of the road into the actual ocean in cyberpunk land. No, it's all no, like in the rain and stuff, though, right? No, like, I, like, no I'm talking about my actual cell phone, like like my, oh, my, my yeah, like my actual. Oh, phone. not your in-game cell like, phone. I looked away from the TV for two seconds, and the next day I know I'm in the ocean. It scared the crap out of me because I didn't know that you could do that. I thought so, that you the could only thing die. better than what you just described was if you were driving on a cell phone playing cyberpunk and then hit one of those like parking things at a gas station while playing, and then your guy died. <laughs> That's like the ultimate like loop. <laughs> well, like, well, I I play the game like an asshole because like yeah. I don't I don't I don't actually like I don't get myself out of these crazy situations. I just I scum I um with your sword. I scum save. I scum save so much. Oh my god, what is scum save? I don't even know what this That's, is now. It's it's like saving like saving right before you do something like like that you know like you could yeah. um. Like you could oh, okay. Or like if you get like um okay. if you win a like um a battle or if you get a bunch of coins or something, and like yeah. right mm-hmm. after something good happens or right before something Save. bad happens. Oh, okay. I didn't know the actual term. You know, I grew up playing um video like video games like Metroid um with, with my dad because we would do all the puzzle yeah, we'd do all the puzzle like figuring yeah. out and everything. Super but anyways, Nintendo it's stuff, been yeah. like a fun thing to like reconnect and like my dad really likes playing it with me because it's like almost like we're playing the old Metroid games together. It's really fun. It's like yeah, it's, I'm getting back good. into it. Yeah, so it's, it's super cool. Classic style gameplay. Yeah. 
But that's why driving the motorcycle in Cyberpunk, I'm really proud of it because I'm like not even used to anything. Well, yeah, what was your what was your takeaway from what you saw? Like like did you get any impressions of the story? Like did you get to see the world? Uh, well, the crazy thing that I saw like in the very beginning, like the first day, um, because he like logged in like he was in New Zealand, so he could play it like a lot earlier than it released. So he was building his character, and like it, there was like a girl character and a guy character, and you can pick like dick sizes. Did you guys know that? Yes, Sandy, it's, we like, did crazy. <laughs> I mean, of course, that's what I noticed. I was like, wow, dick pics. From, from shrug to that's funny. I'm 100% sure that you are the latest, officially the latest person in the world on discovering that, that and, and being baffled by the fact that you could pick dick size. Like, I just, I'm used to Animal Crossing. And then I'm like looking at this game, like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm going to make an island just called Dick <laughs> Island and just like make it. And I'm going to, I'm going to like make it and put it in your world. Oh, no. I'm actually, I'm actually just gathering references. Like, I started my sketch for next week. I've like, I can't figure out if I want to do. The guy, my guy V or my girl V, because I want to do one of my V's, like because okay. like they're my favorite thing in the world. Um, cool. cool. Like, like I think I think that like Sandy, like I would love to see your take on like something like like weaponry, like like just oh like my see. Gosh, like, I was gonna do a gun. <gasps> I wanted you to do a sword. Okay, I'll like, do a that sword. That's fine. fine. Oh yeah, like I want to see Sandy's can't... take on like a samurai do sword. Do the yeah. sword. Okay, I can. But no, like, um, you know what I really think is interesting about it is just the real time rendering and how pretty everything looks and like how immersive the world is. It's amazing. Like as as an as an animator, like how do you feel about the rigging and everything? Like how do you feel about the actual like animation of like the world and the characters? And like how much work do you think that actually took from the devs, Sandy? Oh, it took a, a lot of work. I'm sure that a lot of us stuff, a lot of the stuff was mo capped or so motion captured, and then the animators went on top of it and like made it more realistic because that's that's what happens when any anytime you have motion capture in any animation, they'll you know, if it's a really bad production, they'll just take the motion capture directly from the actors and just insert it into game or movie. But if you have, um, if you're using mocap correctly, they're then giving all that information that they're getting from the little ping pong balls and giving it to the animators so that the animators can go and do what we call pushing the pose. So mm -hmm. they can take those animations and those movements and exaggerate them to look more lifelike. It's almost like hyper-realism when you walk through Disneyland and you're like, oh, this is Main Street USA, even though it's like perfectly polished. That's sort of what animators do. We like yeah. take the real life and then make it like more extreme so that it looks like real life. So yeah, I think I think a ton of work went into it. What it was, it's like seven years in the making. It's, I mean, so, it's huge and it's, it's really interesting. I think it's a yeah. beautiful game. I think you guys have to check out, like, I'm actually, I have it up on my other screen right now. I have the uh, cyberpunk graphic book with all the art in it from the game. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. And like, what I love about it is it actually goes in depth. It talks about the word. It talks about the corporate wars that went on that led to this dystopian future. That is cyberpunk mm. in the year 2077. It talks about the development of brain dances, which is basically like a version of VR that like goes straight into your brain and then you can experience other people's experiences that yeah. they record into brain dances. Like, yeah, like if someone, if someone did that. Mm -hmm. Not to get too graphic, but like if you're a brain dance celebrity, 
and you were like, you did an orgy and it was the craziest orgy that anyone's ever seen. You recorded it as a brain dance. People can then buy that brain dance and experience your role in that orgy mm-hmm. firsthand. I'm not saying you have to do it. The art book, like, you know how like Final Fantasy had all those great concept art books for every game? Well, Cyberpunk sort of did that, except they sort of made it into what looks like a magazine. And mm-hmm. so, like it's sort of like reading the history about the game while like it's like you are a character in a person in this world reading about the world you're living in it's sort of weird the way they did it but it's actually very well done they put actual ads that are mm-hmm. featured in the game in this book um and then they they like told you about like all the wars that led up to it they give you brief histories on like Militech and Arasaka which are like the big corpo companies that are warring against each other in the game like my favorite thing was like really going into like the development of the weaponry and the cyberware because like i just got the mono wire (laughs) like like, i don't i know you don't know what that is it's basically a automatic win piece of weaponry like basically like it's just like this piece of electric wire that you just like whip out and then you just like kind of like like slash it at people and then they catch fire and die and then you can just kind of like walk through and do whatever you want it's pretty sweet but like i i I tried not to get it but now that i'm like just in it for the money finally got it because like i'm just doing side quests for like all this loot because like i want to get the most advanced cyberware possible because i want to like be able to climb giant buildings and break open doors and basically just like Mm. like rule this whole world in night city oh and by the way let's just talk about one separate thing the soundtrack for cyberpunk 2077 it's fucking sweet Mm-hmm. It's fucking sweet. Like, like I, I have no complaints whatsoever. Like I, I even like that song night city. Like who did that? Like, um, I think it's by REL and Artemis Delta. Yeah. Like that's like, um, but my all time favorite song is the song that ends the entire game by, um, PT Adamsick. And it is never fade away. And I, I did buy the shirt that said never fade away. And, and like it is fuck oh man like like you said you gotta listen to the soundtrack it's so good going back to where you were talking about the dreaming and like how they can have the chip put in and they go into somebody else's oh, the memory brain, the brain dances the brain, the brain dances. dances you know what yeah. really reminded me of that did you guys ever see a movie from the 90s called uh strange days i was literally about to say that so the concept yeah. is based off of the uh the squibs the squibs, but mm-hmm. even further back is Strange Days and I thought so on culture. <laughs> yeah. So Oh, it's a great movie. So Strange Days and the movie Johnny Mnemonic, also yes. a movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've seen that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're both based off of some short stories by William Gibson that enter the terms called wire tripping, if you've ever mm-hmm. heard of that. So Brain Dance is a reference to this to a wire tripping, I think, that all of those base themselves from the same William Gibson concept. So, so cyberpunk, so, so the cyberpunk game genre, the game setup mm-hmm. is all based off of William Gibson's short stories. Okay. So anytime, anytime you need like an in-depth explainer, just read any William Gibson novel. And Speaking of real life, the real life versions of these games, Joe, like, uh, did you just interact with the cyberpunk comic books, uh, or did you also play the actual like in real life game? I played the in real life games and then I played the actual like little computer game. So those games were part of the, um, I don't want to say genre, but they were styled kind of like the early fallout games where they were like a up top 
you know, uh, eye of God style, th- style kind of game. And you have like different rooms or dungeons or buildings and things like that. So what you guys see in the 2077 version of the game is just a really radically pumped up graphics version of those, you know, the RPG and the older games and stuff like that. It's all tabletop games, you know, like a lot of those things are, mm-hmm. they were, ba- you know, and they were pulled from the novels and things that everybody liked so much. Cyberpunk review overall on three, love it or hate it. One, two, three, loved it. Love it. I like it. It's okay. You guys do not know what the fuck on three means. <laughs> Christ. I, uh, Sandy, like now you know what to my chagrin means because you're experiencing I it. I do. Right now. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, how about we pick next week's topic? Yes. All right. Um, so, any, any thoughts? Like, let's debate. What do you want to do? Hmm. What do we have? What's coming up soon? That's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously we could pick apart Marvel MCU stuff all day long. I but, feel like um, we're going to be recapping WandaVision at least for a little bit every episode. That, <laughs> so, that, I that, think that, so, yeah. No, so we like, could I, do a continuation no, of WandaVision. No, I think we're already, we're already going to do that no matter what we do. So let's just do something else. If you guys would take a look at Wolf Walkers, it's on Apple TV. Wolf Walkers. Yeah, it's from Cartoon Saloon. No, I want you to get the free trial and watch the movie. Uh, Pirate that shit, bro. It's by an Irish animation studio that did Secret of Kells. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. Those guys. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, it's really... That would be really fun. (gasps) Okay, so... Like I want to keep this in in Sandy's realm because I feel like we've like you know kind of gone the comic book route, we've gone the video game route. Mm-hmm. How about we review the last what like three or four years of Disney shorts? Like the like like have you seen like all the Disney shorts? Yeah, like, I mean, like, like some of like, them. Like Paperman. Have you guys seen Paperman? Oh yeah, of course. Like, like, I would I would, lo- I would love to do a retrospective of Disney shorts next. Week. I would almost That's say fine. since we're kind of yeah that. With animation stuff, we should do that. How about we each bring a Disney short to review next week? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's good. And we're and we're and so like just so everyone knows, like uh, since we are the last draw, we will be reviewing our cyberpunk um, Mm -hmm. art next week uh, in the next episode, and we will be doing Mm -hmm. Disney illustrations for our next draw so <laughs> oh boy they own so much i could literally just do whatever i want oh my god <laughs> uh, say, your name, say your name please so i can go go to sleep at sandy scribble <laughs> bye uh, i am ace of paints and, and joe draws <laughs> joe draws now why do you okay, have cool. alzheimer's whenever it's time to say goodbye on this show like, like what is up with that like can we do this again you know what we're gonna do this again we're gonna do this, <laughs> this again yeah so, like, how about this I'm sorry. I'm so tired right now, too. Uh, all right, you okay. guys. Like, one, like for one, one for the children. Will you stop? Uh, I'm Asa Paints. I'm Sandy Scribbles. And I'm Joe Draws. And this has been The Last Stroll. <laughs> and thank you so much for tuning in. And next week, we will be reviewing Disney shorts. So bring your pencils and draw along with us. And you can also find us at The Last Draw Podcast on Instagram. Yes. Have a great one, you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Do we want to talk any more about uh, the WandaVision stuff or just tell me what you thought <laughs> of episode five. Oh my gosh. So like, I liked it so much. Like, like cause what, it's eighties like, and it's like, fa- it's like family. It's like, everything about it. It was so like over the top there, like the kids hiding the dog in the sink and being all like, there's no dog there. And they're like, Oh, we have to be 10 to have the dog. Boop. Now we're 10, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous. And the whole like 
sticky sweetness of it being like an 80s comedy was just super fun. Like mm-hmm. it just, I loved every minute of it. I love that. Like, I love that I got to see vision unravel. Like, like I feel like now we are, we are now with vision on the, what the hell is going on? Let's figure this out. Mystery train. And like now, right. like, like, and like, I feel like now we've siphoned into his perspective and now he is our narrator through the rest of this journey. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love, I love that. Like, that's my favorite yeah. part. So like, like now I feel like I'm, I'm in it now. Like before I was a bit detached from it. I was just like, okay, like it's kind of cool. But like, now that you know, now that we have something concrete to grapple onto as we're still siphoning our way through this world, like, I feel like now I have more footing to fall in love with this story. And then, and I think that they did it like, you know what? Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, <laughs> and, and I will say that like making us like sift through the the time retrospective of television that she took us through and her broadcast of one division was brilliant. Like I, I have to give it to them. Like I like I, I hated I hated having to go through it, but at the same time because I'm not a fan of old old t- television shows like that. Like I'm I'm I I enjoyed them during their time. I don't need them again, but like, I, I'm glad that they did it because now I feel like I've been through the gauntlet with these characters. And now like, I, I want us to get out of this world and, and I want to see the end of this, but I, but Wanda is one of my favorite characters. So I do not want them to end her. Like I want, I want her to have an epic. Story uh, they still need, they still need the movie part. This is what they're, I think they're just leading into. Do you think that they're just going to let her go, let her be uncrazied at the end of this whole thing? Like, like leading back into being an Avenger again? No, it's going to get dark. Okay. It's, it's, that's where, that's where I see it getting dark because no one's mentioned whether or not she's going to be a hero in the movie. She's just there. And no one quite knows why, Yeah, which is important uh, watching the show. Yeah. I, I think my favorite part right now is just, yeah, kind of the unraveling and the, I guess for those out there, spoiler alert, we're kind of late to the game now though. I think everybody knows what's going on in division right now, but um uh, with the arrival of the Fox universe, uh, Quicksilver, Pietro, Maximoff. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I was so pissed. Who's, who's, oh. He's the only thing, the only thing good about that movie has now shown. I had a big smile because you now don't know whether or not she's entirely in charge of this entire concept. So we don't know if she subconsciously pulled him from another universe because he's not dead. In that um, in that universe, also the era in which the in which this episode takes place is the same era in which that Quicksilver takes place in that movie. So, by the laws of multiverse theory, um, she can pull from those people, which I think is going to tie into the you know the next phase. Like I said in the last episode. You know, I think they're really setting this one up to either more is leading to introducing the Fantastic Four and maybe more Mephisto as like a backup character using the story and less into House of M as a strict narrative. Because if you don't have X-Men, then you don't have House of M. I mean, this is 
I think that's just how that works. So as much as I love Evan Peters, and I don't, um, I'm going to just say that like the fact that they omitted a gem like Aaron Taylor Johnson, like, like the fact that they like didn't give me the thing like, like, do you know what happened when I saw that Aaron Taylor Johnson was going to be Quicksilver? Like, I literally was just like, slap me in the face with your dick, Marvel. Like, come on. Like, oh, <laughs> so- oh mm. like, like, it was so good. They gave me all the things that I needed. Oh, it was so, it was so, so your only concern. Yes. So you're mad that like, you didn't get before I can. I need my, like, first of all, like, no one's going to pretend like they don't like like watch superman because henry cavill is ugly like, like no one's gonna pretend like like they just they like a homely superman they like watching superman because henry cavill is huge and has a face that could cut glass like, like that's the reason why we watch man of steel like like i watch marvel movies so that i can see hot people fighting and using laser beams like, like, I, like I, I there ain't nothing wrong with that and like when i saw aaron taylor johnson don that silver onesie. I I knew that I could, I, I knew I could see all the way through through <laughs> through that Age of Ultron movie. Like like before it was a little up in the air, but once I knew what I was that like once I saw the cast list, I was like, well, I guess I guess Marvel's getting some more of my money. So yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm like 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 the reason why they still have superheroes in leotards is because women. And gay men like to look at, at at something called a basket, and and I'm not talking Easter. <laughs> but, uh, so my thing is, is that the Evan Peters version of Quicksilver is, in my opinion, closer to the original version of Quicksilver. You mean the comic book Where version? comic book version yes it's kind of more of a hey how's it going you know i run real fast you know yeah my dad's magneto you know it's kind of more of a <laughs> it's a gross generalization <laughs> of the yeah. facts but okay it's the way stanley wrote him like <laughs> it's uh you don't quite know if he's good which they did well in the mcu but you know they killed him so <laughs> it is what it is like i'm sorry r.i.p atj i miss you buddy come back to us <laughs> Uh, he did. Shut up.